Weed's wearing off. Thomas Freeman here, and I'm here to let you know how to avoid these types of things happening to you when you go to jail. What's going on, everybody? Thomas Freeman, and you're watching the Thomas Freeman. TV and podcast show. So, first and foremost, I want to give much praise, much blessings to all my subscribers out there who are tuning in. Thank you so much. Please make sure that you like. Please make sure that you subscribe. Share the word. Get the word out what Thomas Freeman and his podcast show is doing. I want to wish everybody a very merry December. December 1st. This is the last month 31 days to 2022 and we have no clue what this shit is gonna bring but we're gonna find out here in 31 days so happy holidays to everybody please be your best self please drink responsibly please do drugs responsibly do everything responsibly because if you don't well, we're going to get into what very well could possibly happen to an individual when they go to jail. Not prison, but jail. Two different worlds. Two different worlds. Same entity. Two different worlds. So some might ask, what's the difference between jail and prison? Well, prison is more structured. It's more of a structured living environment of citizens if you will that runs like life it's it's a civilization within a civilization and it's a civilization of misfits is what we're told it's essentially a a, a microcosm of life itself all wrapped up in a in a small little bubble it's its own civilization it has its own rules its own governing body for the most part and its own way of life that is completely different from the way of life as we know it out here. Jail is more of a transient location. Some people may be in there for a very long time as they wait trial and things of that nature. They could be in jail for a year, two years, up to three years. I've even heard cases of some people being in jail for four and a half, five years as they were waiting on trial and going through all that whole process. That is a, is a very rare occurrence. And for the most part, it's not a long stay in jail because you're either, you're either in, you get sentenced to a year, because if you get sentenced to a year and a day, you do state time, you go to prison. So the most you can get sentenced to in jail is up to a year. So jail is very transient. And because of the transiency, there's not a set structure of living rules as per se you would have in prison. Because it's transient. You're dealing with people coming and going, different personalities. Some people come in for a day or two. They don't care about the rules of the prison and they just... So it's, 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 it's a chaotic world. And you're dealing with a lot of anger. You're dealing with a lot of narcissism, selfishness, ego, a lot of machismo attitudes, um, 
things of that nature. So jail is a lot more of a dangerous place than prison. First and foremost, mostly because, again, when you're going to jail, when an individual is going to jail, this may be an individual that's never been arrested before in his life. And it's a high probability that he's not going to see prison, but he's going into this jail population. But what we're specifically going to talk about today is individuals that are going to jail. Jail is a wild place. It's crazy. It's crazy. You're dealing with a lot of people who have uh, mental issues, sometimes severe mental issues. And these individuals may have just gotten into jail and not even gotten their meds or anything. They've been maybe off their meds for two, three days, four days at a time. So you're dealing with a lot of instability in jail. Prison is more of a stable environment. Jail is not. So if you're going to jail for your first time, there are some absolute no-nos that you must adhere to. Because if not, they could result in severe repercussions. Because again, this is a transient place. So an individual may do something knowing that he's going to be out in a day or two or, or shipped you know, off to prison. However, whatever. But your risks of repercussions are much greater in jail. So you have to be very, very wary of your actions and how you carry yourself when you're going into jail. Rule number one, you stick up for yourself at all costs. Don't become emotional. Don't become frightened or scared. I'm scared. Kenny, Kenny, stop crying. Stop crying, Kenny. Look at me. Come on, don't let him see you crying there. Come on, man, show me your mean face. Yes, show me a mean face, Kenny. But you have to control these emotions and stand up for yourself. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a jerk. Don't don't give an overabundance of standing up for yourself. Because, again, you have to understand that you you are dealing with ignorant people. People are going to do ignorant things. So you have to let some things slide off you. However, when you know that you're intentionally being tried in some fashion, you have to stick up for yourself. You have to defend yourself. You have to stand up for yourself. Because if not, you won't have breakfast trays. You won't have lunch trays. You won't have dinner trays. And your time in jail will be very, very hard. You can write it off as you're just being nice. Oh, I don't want the food anyhow. Let them have it. But in true essence, you're being punked. And when you're being punked, things can go sideways very, very quickly. It just all depends on who's in that jail, who's in that pod with you at that time. It just depends. You know, all of these things are so many variables when you're dealing with this type of environment and and your safety so first and foremost you want to stand up for yourself that's number one do not allow yourself to be punked in any kind of way eye contact is very important eye contact is very important in jail in prison when you're amongst alpha males is very important 
that you can hold eye contact with somebody because if you can't, it tells that person a lot of things about you. It throws up many red flags. So these are some of the things that you can check at the door. You know, when some when you feel that somebody's coming up and they're trying you, you hold their gaze. You look them dead in their eye and you tell them, listen, I'm not here to cause no problems. I don't want any problems. I got my own issues. If I've done something to offend you, I'm new to all of this. I apologize. But I, I, I don't want no issues. You try to be as respectful as you can, but letting this person know not to take whatever it is he's got in his mind too far. And you have to be willing. It doesn't matter if you wear an ass whooping. It's not really about an ass whooping. It's just about sticking up for yourself and defending yourself. Men want to know that they're surrounded by men. Men want to know that when you're in this environment, they want to know who will fight and who will not. So it really doesn't matter about whether you get your ass whooped or not. It's just whether you stand up for yourself. Rule number one, stand up for yourself. Rule number two goes back into rule number one when I talk about humbleness. You have to be humble. You have to be humble knowing that you're going into an environment that is lacking one major proponent out of the majority of everybody that's in there. And that's logic. Most people in jail or prison don't have any logic. There's no reasoning there. This is why we're in the positions that we're in, because we weren't thinking logically. We weren't thinking reasonably. We were reacting we were acting emotional and specifically in the jail because you haven't been incarcerated long enough to to hopefully find those inner things about you. But in the jail, you're fresh. You're still who you are as you were on the street. So if you're acting out emotionally, you're reacting to everything and, and, and you're an aggressive individual, these things are going to occur in the jailhouse as well. So again, you going in there, you have to understand, you have to be humble. It doesn't matter if you were the toughest kid on your block, in your county, your state, city, it does not matter. It does not matter because what happens is when you go into jail with this cocky attitude, you might, you might fuck somebody up and then you might fuck up two people. You might fuck up three people, but what's going to happen is it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. Mike Tyson was tried in prison. It doesn't matter how hard you are because you have individuals that want to test their luck. They want the notoriety. And the more infamous you are means that, man, my stripes will be that much bigger when I take this dude down. So you have to be humble. Go into jail and just be humble.
The worst thing that anybody can do is go into jail and try to stick out their chest to try to intimidate people so that they'll be left alone. That is the worst mistake that you can make. If you go in there bench pressing 450 pounds and you can curl 135 pounds and your neck is 22 inches around, it does not matter because what's going to happen is somebody's going to take some boiling hot water they're going to take some boiling hot baby oil and they're going to wait for your door to pop and they're going to throw it on you. Or they're going to wait for you to come out of the shower and they're going to throw it on you. They may even throw it on you in the shower and it may not be the water. It may not be the oil. These things are devastating in themselves. And let me warn you that Thomas freed me warning. You could either take my advice or not and always keep it in the forefront of your mind if you're in this type of environment. If you get hit with any of those items, boiling hot water, boiling baby oil, do not wipe it off. I cannot stress that enough. Do not wipe it off. Your first instinct is to grab a towel, something and get that hot shit off you. But it's not the water, it's not the oil coming off. It's your skin, and you could wipe your whole face off. I've seen it. You gotta let that shit burn. What what um what we did is we went and we got an ace bandage, you know? We went and got an ace bandage and we spread the ace bandage out. And at the particular place that we were at, they sold aloe, right? Because of we were practically desert. So they actually sold bottles of aloe. So we we got that aloe. We took the contents and just spread it along that ace bandage. And we just took the ace bandage and just wrapped it around his face as carefully as possible. And it, it did a lot of damage. It's going to scar you for life. There's no question. But if you wipe it off, it's going to be a hundred times worse. But there are so many other things that can occur to you. You could be coming out of your cell and, again, not paying attention, and a lot can come right around and catch you in your forehead, push you back in the cell. And then once you're back in the cell, they rush in, and whatever happens, happens from there. You could be asleep in the daytime in your cell. This is why when they pop them locks, I'm out, I'm up, and I'm doing things until that door locks again, and then I can lay down, right? But people sleep. People sleep all day long. They'll run their mouth all night long. The people talking shit stay up till six in the morning and then go to sleep. And this person's running around. And when you go to sleep, your door is open. The door is unlocked. It's not like you can physically lock your 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 door. So you're exposed. What do you think is going to happen? People find ways to take the tough guy down. Always. There's no question about it. If you're coming in with some sort of machismo attitude, you are bringing chaos onto yourself. When you go to jail, be humble. Be respectful. Be humble. Look a man in his eyes. Be firm in what you say. Don't show fear. Rule number three, be courteous. Be courteous to everybody that's around you. Understand just because you see an empty chair does not mean that you can sit in it. You have to know before you move. That could be somebody else's chair. And that could be somebody else that specifically 
does not like anybody touching his chair for whatever his reasons are. It's his chair. It came out of his room. That's the chair he was assigned to. And you have people that will flip out if you touch their chair. Be courteous. Don't just sit down at a table with people. Ask, is anybody sitting here? May I sit here? It's about respect. It's about respect and it's about manners, which most of us don't have. And that's the issue. This is why we see a lot of things going on inside of jails and prisons that we see because you have people with no respect, selfish ego that are out here that are going inside and disrespecting what's going on inside, disrespecting that process. Be courteous. Be respectful. Ask. Again, all of this falls in line with being humble. Just be respectful of the environment that you're in, even if you, you don't agree with it, because you're outnumbered. You may not agree with the ideology of how the prison is ran, but it doesn't matter. When I went from Florida out to Texas, the whole ideology of the compound shifted. I had, it's not that I had to change my ideology to fit in or I had to act like I was something that I wasn't, but I respected the compound. I didn't do things that I would do over in Florida just because I respected the compound and I didn't want conflict. I wasn't there to say, no, I'm this and I'm, you know, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Fuck you. No, you know. Respect the environment that you're in. Understand the environment that you're in. Respect it. Be humble within that. I've been in and out of state facilities since I was 13 years old. In and out of JDCs. As soon as they could try me as an adult, they did. Went to state prison. Came home for about four years and went to federal prison. I don't have much experience on the street. All my experience is in state-ran facilities for the most part. And what I can tell you is this, contrary to a lot of these other popular channels that hype up and promote violence in prison and all these things because of, of subscribes and likes, right? I get it. However, this just, it's just not that way. And, and 95, I would give it a good 95% of all attacks in prison occur because that specific individual brought it upon himself in some fashion, in some fashion. Again, I was in one of the most violent federal prisons in America, Bloody Beaumont, right? And I was alone. I didn't join no gang. I wasn't one of these white guys that go to prison and join gangs, anything of that nature. I walked myself because I had confidence in who I was. I knew I was a no rat. I knew I wasn't no pedophile. I was a man of my word. I, I stood up for myself. I And I went to trial, so I didn't have anything to, 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 to worry about on, on that end. I knew in my mind that I had nothing to worry about other than putting myself in circumstances and situations that would cause chaos. Now, I got into a couple altercations at Beaumont. I got into it with the ABs. It led into a physical altercation and it led into my eye being split open. That occurrence was simply because I was from Florida, essentially. You know, I was alone. And how Beaumont is structured is, yes, of course, you have independence on the compound, but it's not an independent yard. So what that means is 
even though you may have independence on that yard and they may have a car, but the overall yard is ran by gang members, black, white, whoever's running that yard at the time. Now, black has nothing to do with white. It's two different worlds, you know, but if it's if if you're in Texas, then more than likely ABTs have that yard. So even though that labeled as an independent, you're solo, other independents, they're all from Texas. Texas and Florida do not get along because it's two different ideologies. So they're still from Texas. At the end of the day, they're still from Texas. And I'm from Florida. And no Texas dude is going to stick up for a Florida dude when it's another Texas dude that's saying it. So ultimately, I had got into some beef with with uh, a captain. You know, when I do it, I do it big. But, you know, this was a captain of the ABTs and, and, uh, and I had got in some beef with him and uh, word quickly spread on the yard because because he's a gang member and I was an independent. There's still chain of command that he has to go through. Same as me. He could not put his hands on me unless he got authorization from the speaker on the yard for the independence. And this is what he was trying to do by creating a scenario, which is a no, no for white dudes, right? Really any dudes in prison. And that's masturbating on your celly, not on your celly, but in the cell, what with your celly or whatnot, it, it calls for instant grounds of getting beat the fuck up. So this was the rumor that he was trying to spread on the compound is that I was in the cell last night and I was masturbating on him. And and essentially what that did was that made all the independence, of course, because he's from Texas. He was a captain of the ABTs that ran the yard. You see what I'm saying? So essentially what he said was was golden. Now, this is what I said dude was doing and that's it. So what ended up happening now is all the independents turned their back on me. Right now, I knew what was coming. I just didn't know when it was coming. And it just so happened and it came in the presence of number four, which is do not wear your shower shoes in the day room. Do not wear your shower shoes in the day room. Now. For for no reason, I mean, it does not matter. You'll see and when when you'll know when you're in a serious institution when you have inmates standing outside of the showers watching out while their partner's in the shower because a lot of bad things happen in the showers from murders to rapes to who, whatever else. So you know that you're in a bad spot. Two things. When you have somebody, when you can see somebody that's standing post outside of a shower, shoes lined up outside of the shower, boots and shoes because... In these institutions, you never get caught in your shower shoes. So you go to the shower, you take your shoes or boots off, you leave them outside, you put your shower shoes on inside, you shower, you take your shower shoes off, you put your shoes and in, in, or boots or whatever back on, all you got on is your boxers, and then you go to your cell. And this day I didn't. Even though that I knew what was coming. And, and the reason why is because the way that I was lined up is the shower was right across from 
my cell. It was a six-man tank, so I was right across from the tank. And I came out, and I was shot in, and that's that's when everything happened. So I knew it was a it was a no-win situation for me. They had came in. There was there was five of them, and then you know the captain that I had the issue with. Uh, I got the better of him very quickly, and very quickly realized that if I did not if I did not take the L here, it was going to be a lot worse. So. Number four, do not wear your shower shoes in the day room at all. Many things can happen if you have your shower shoes on. People can throw tea. They can throw water. They can throw anything on the ground and you have zero traction. You're sliding all over the place. It's for traction. It's for sturdiness. Do not wear shower shoes in the day room. Shower shoes are for the shower. And that goes into... Last but not least, number five is know your battles. Know when you can win, know when you can lose. Because if you don't, things can be a lot worse. I knew I had no win. I knew that these dudes were standing back there making sure that I had no win. So even though it was a one-on-one, it really, really wasn't. And I quickly found that out. I come out the shower. I got my shower shoes on, I got my boxers on, I got my towel wrapped around me, I come right out of the shower, it's three feet. I go right into my cell, right into the tank, I go up to my locker, and before I could turn around, because I heard something out of the left of my ear, and before I could turn around, I got hit. So now when I get hit, of course my eyes splits open. It was a good shot, and it dazed me. It's very few times I've been dazed in my life. I have been dazed. I've never been knocked out cold. I have went down on one knee and I have been dazed. And this dazed me. And I knew I was shook. So I, I took a step back and I sat down on my bed. I put my hands up and he was just, you know, cat pawing me. And it gave me enough time to to regain my my bearings. So I grabbed him by the hips real quick spun them grabbed a hold of them and when i went to go up with him that's when they all came in got him off of me told me to fight like a man no 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 there's no wrestling fight like a man so i knew right then i really didn't have no win i really didn't have no win i hit him one time in the mouth snapped his 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 head back and then i just sat down on the bed and then he came up and clocked me again you know as i was sitting down on the bed and that was it You know, that was it. There are circumstances that are just going to be unavoidable. You are dealing with a lot of narcissism, machismo, sadistic people. You're dealing you're dealing with a lot of psychopaths, sociopaths, all of these people confined in a small area. There are going to be confrontations. The longer you stay in the more the risk of confrontation. You have to be able to stand up for yourself because no matter how hard you try, people are going to bring confrontation to you. Do not let people know about your time. Don't let people know when you're going home. That's the worst mistake you can make because people will try to jam your time up. There are individuals that do not want to see people go home. They'll do everything they can to jam your time up. 
The guards will do everything they can to try to jam your time up. So, essentially, all of this amounts to being humble, being respectful, being courteous, being aware of your environment, know the environment that you're in is a dangerous environment, and just whatever you did to go, just go do that. Walk with your head down, be aware. Don't be looking in people's cells as you walk by. Don't be wondering what people are doing, anything like that. If something catches your attention, you look and then you just look back to what it was that you're doing. If somebody catches you looking, look them in the eye. Just give them a little nod and go back to doing what you're doing. You're always being watched in jail. You're always being watched in prison, even when you think that you're not. So be humble, be courteous, be respectful. And there's a good chance that you'll be okay. Like I said, contrary to belief, most people bring chaos into their lives on themselves. They bring it on to themselves with their choices, their decisions, their demeanor, how they act, how they treat people. So if you have chaos in your life, check yourself. Don't check the other people around you. Don't blame them for bringing chaos in your life. Check yourself and ask yourself, how am I bringing chaos to my life? The last place you want to be is in jail. The last place you want to be is in prison. These are for gladiators. These are for aggressive people who have no logic, no reasoning. They're, they're, they're emotional. I know because I was that. I'll never go back to jail because I have learned how to use my thought process in a logical, reasonable fashion. And I've learned how to control my emotions and know that there are haters out there that is going to try to bring these emotions out of you because they're emotional. And it even pisses them off even more when they're emotional and they cannot make you emotional. It drives them insane. Again, we've become just a narcissistic country with narcissistic citizens that just only care about themselves. So you have to be conscious of this so that you don't put yourself in a position to wind up in an environment that you cannot handle. Until then, be safe, be smart, be your best self, man, and just be a good human being. Let's start caring and taking care of one another, picking each other up, making this a better place for our children, man. Peace. I love you. Be safe.